Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. I didn't listen to it. We didn't. We just talked. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, okay. Well. If I sound like a robot, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a stupid joke. An old married couple are in church one Sunday when the old woman turns to her husband and says, I've just let out a really long, silent fart. What should I do? The husband turned to her and said, replace the battery in your hearing aid. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine sitting in church and some old lady screams that to her husband? (laughs) That would make church interesting. Yes, it would. Okay, so I have some kind of spooky um, stories, I guess, uh, little things for the beginning instead of funny this week. It is creepy things that people's spouses have said in the dark. Ew. So, my first one, I was told by my significant other that I said, give her a lobotomy right through the temple. Oh my gosh. Some of these are fucking crazy. Like, what are these people dreaming about? <laughs> it's crazy. He's smacking him on his head. What the fuck, dude? Lobotomy? What? Get out of my house. <laughs> Next one, significant other. Shh, be quiet. She'll hear us. I ask who? Significant other response. The woman who lives here. Shh, she's in the hallway. <laughs> that gave me chills. <laughs> Next one, sat up at 90 degree angle and said, violence causes and solves all problems. Laid back down and said nothing else. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Next one, woke up to go to the bathroom one night. As I moved to get up, my boyfriend goes, don't go out there. I think he's awake and joking with me. So I go, oh yeah, why? He sits right up, eyes wide open and goes, she's out there. I held it in for the rest of the night. (laughs) Uh, Next one, I woke up the whole house shouting, where's the head? Where's the head? Oh my gosh. (laughs) What kind of dreams are these people having? (laughs) Next one, he did that sit straight up in bed thing that I thought only happened in movies and shouted, they're coming for my skin. (laughs) With a bunch of ends. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Next one. I evidently turned toward her, shook her with my face, and yelled, They took my goddamn arms, Johnny. <laughs> Pour something back over. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> I thought you said these weren't funny. <laughs> I forgot about these. Some of them are creepy, I promise. That one was hilarious. <laughs> I shook her with my face. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to see that. Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> Not my significant other, but one of my friend's mothers used to talk in her sleep frequently. Apparently, she was petting her boyfriend's hair and telling him all the ways that she could kill him oh. and make it look like an accident. Told her about it in the morning, and she just laughs and said they weren't bad ideas. (laughs) (laughs) 
almost wonder if those are like past lives maybe like talking about lobotomies yeah. and there's the head and yeah. yeah yeah you never know it's crazy uh, next one, my wife has the occasional night terrors. One night she woke up screaming, thinking something was in the corner of our room. Really freaked me out because I woke up to her trying to escape through the wall while pulling her lamp from the socket and throwing everything off her nightstand. My dog and I just looked at her super confused. Dog noped out of the bedroom and I slept in the guest room that night. Sounds like she was freaking out. That sounds like um, maybe sleep paralysis, but she wasn't paralysis paralyzed paralyzed <laughs> that's what i said <laughs> too bad you guys can't see my facial expressions oh, seriously <laughs> she gives me some dizzy. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah paralyzed that's what i said <laughs> you know paralysis But you know what I mean? Like, she's seeing something in the corner that's not really there. She's half awake and half asleep. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, she's, it's freaking her out, though. That's yeah. creepy. Okay. Next one. My boyfriend has PTSD from his time in the Marines and what they did overseas. The other night, I had my arm around his waist, and he patted my hand and said, You're never going to make it out of here. You're just another casualty about to happen. You're going to die, and luckily we're married because you have life insurance. We're not married. <laughs> Next one. I want to tear all your skin off your body, then maybe you'll be quiet. Next one. My stepfather, in his sleep... I will kill you, you bastard. It was the beginning of their relationship, and my mom was a little bit scared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next one. A few months ago, my husband was mumbling in his sleep. I asked what was up. He replied very clearly and loudly, a corridor of severed heads. I slept with the light on. <laughs> That's creepy. Oh, my gosh. Too bad they couldn't get... See... It's like that's the kind of stuff you need to catch on, you know, recorder or video, but you don't know something. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to tape them every night. Next one, the first time we ever slept together, I woke up to him looking at me. Hand me my spear. I will kill you now, he said. Then he closed his eyes and laid back down. I thought about it for like five minutes, decided I could take him, and then went back to sleep myself. We dated for six years. (laughs) Okay, first of all, why would you tell someone that you need a weapon that they're going to kill you with? I don't know. That makes no sense. I don't know. I will kill you now. <laughs> but you got to give me the spear. <laughs> um, next one, he sat up, pointed to the darkest corner of the room, and said, There's someone there. I frantically said, What do you mean? And he insisted, There! There's someone standing right there! He then proceeded to lay down and go back to sleep as I used my phone light to check the dark corner. There was no one there. Poor thing's probably like, <laughs> like yeah, it's so creepy. This one is creepy. 
Quote, he still watches us. He has no eyes. So much for sleeping tonight. Yeah. Next one. How can he watch you? <laughs> That's why it's creepy. Because it says he's still watching us. He has no eyes. That is creepy. They're out there, he says, eyes closed. Who? I asked. He shrugs, then uses both hands to gesture to the dark window. Them. We've had people in our yard before, so I had to look. That was it. Creepy. Them. Next one. I wake up to hear him mumbling indistinct words, followed by sudden infant death syndrome. I was seven months months pregnant at the time. That would be scary to hear. What? She says, I woke up to hear him mumbling indistinct words, followed by sudden infant death syndrome. I was seven months pregnant at the time. No, that's uh, probably nervous dad dream, I'm thinking. Seven months pregnant. Yeah, probably. Next one. My husband almost every night yells out, help, help, help in his sleep. If I wake him when he does it, he's hysterical until I can calm him down. It's crazy. That's creepy. Next one. Don't move or they'll get you. He says he doesn't even remember having dreams that night. Don't we dream every night, supposedly? Yeah, but you don't remember. Yeah, like most, yeah. Uh, Next one. Soon after having a child, my wife sat sat upright in bed in the middle of the night and shouted, My baby, what has she done? And laid back down. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Next one. Don't worry about the lady in the corner. Yeah, what lady? Next one. This wasn't a significant other, but a guy I had a fling with. He abruptly began speaking guttural gibberish in his sleep. Then in his guttural voice shouted, I saw him. Then continued the gibberish. Think straight up horror movie demon voice. I think the devil took over his body for a moment. Ooh, creepy. Next one. My ex used to grind her teeth, talk, and move a lot while sleeping. One night, she was making this weird noise with her throat, and me, being a light sleeper, woke up and decided I was going to go uh, get up and go to the bathroom, when she suddenly snapped her neck and turned her face toward me and said real quick, the witch has arrived, <laughs> and then turned her face away just as fast and stopped moving. I spent the whole night uh, lying down, wide awake, trying not to piss myself. <laughs> That is creepy. I know. In the middle of the night, too. Like, and if she's sleeping, how does she know to turn? Which way to turn? I know. Ooh, it's so creepy. Next one. My husband frequently sees things in our room in his sleep that are not there. Giant spiders on the walls, snakes, squirrels. He'll wake up and tell me to get out of bed so he can find whatever it is he saw. One time he jumped out of bed and looked under the bed for snakes. My favorite was when he pointed to the corner of our bedroom and said there was a giant spider. He then proceeded to run out of the bedroom yelling, I'm out this bitch! I'm out this bitch! He doesn't even talk like that normally. He also punched me in the back multiple times in a row because he was dreaming of fighting someone. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Especially 
Especially if someone doesn't talk like that normally. Yeah. <laughs> goodness uh next one heard we're not alone at 3 a.m while camping in the hundred mile wilderness uh, no. no next one one night he repeatedly screamed get them off me while biting his own arms alarming to say the least <laughs> that's creepy Next one, I'm the talker. My boyfriend is weirded out by it in general. One night, I sat up and creepily whispered, Help me. (laughs) Next one, he kissed my forehead and then said in a really creepy sing-songy voice, They're coming. The terrorists are coming. Don't worry, though. They won't bang you. Okay, next one. Violently shakes me awake. Don't move. Do not move. Whispers, we are covered in bees. Stay very still. Turns over and falls back asleep. (laughs) Okay, my ex once asked her, do you see them? Me, who? Her, the children. Creepy. Next one, not words, but a laugh. My husband has, on more than one occasion, laughed in his sleep. But it's not a normal laugh. It's either a lot deeper and slower, almost insidious, or it's a higher pitch, sometimes up and down rapidly with the pitch, and kind of staccato. Neither laughs sound like him when he's awake. It's unsettling, but fortunately it doesn't happen too often. That is scary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Even just waking up and hearing laughing in the middle of the night? No. Oh my gosh. Um, Next one. We need to decapitate them and take them back to the lab. (laughs) Next one. My significant other informed me one morning that he had woken up in the middle of the night with my face inches from his, my finger in his ear, and I was apparently whispering, I just need to get in. Let me in. Uh. <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> um, next one. Are you texting demons? Oddly high pitched laugh. You're friends with demons? <laughs> next one. My significant other said she was going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. On her way back, I said, It's following you, and went back to sleep. That is me. Next one. I'm the sleep talker, but the best I've ever been told about me was, no, none of them have heads. (laughs) Um, uh, This is my last one. Put it away now. This is the only, only our fourth night sleeping together, and I didn't even have anything out. And those were mine for the beginning. Half creepy, half funny, I guess. Try again. Okay. So this week I did creepy stories from different cultures. Okay. And I got this from Thought Catalog. So the first one is Belgium. Um, 
I'm not even going to try to read the yeah, name of it. Yeah, I was going to say, should we warn everyone yeah. that you're not going to say a bunch of <laughs> Yeah, these are from different cultures, so I can't read all the names. I, I just can't, so... Um, but it translates to greenhouse well monsters. Oh, a monster li- that lives under the lid. Uh, I think it's supposed to say a monster that lives under the lids of greenhouse wells and pulls in children, and then drowns and devours them. Oh my gosh! Other cultures are so much scarier. Oh yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, I know. This one's from Paraguay. Uh, I think it's J.C. Jatir is a blonde, beautiful dwarf that goes around naked in the woods. He owns a golden stick that provides him with magical powers. He kidnaps the kids that don't sleep in the afternoon around 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And if he returns them, they're often deaf or mute. Oh, my gosh. Take your naps. Nacken. <laughs> uh, is a man that sits by a body of water, usually rivers, and plays his violin to lure, lure children into the water. Hmm. Uh, toe cutters Ew. cut off children's toes when they walk barefoot through a field. Oh my gosh! The black dog who jumps on your... Okay. <laughs> the black dog who jumps on your back, then you have to carry him to a graveyard where he jumps off. Oh! <laughs> He just wants a ride. <laughs> I think it says dogging the eyes. A phenomenon where you get suddenly enveloped by smoke, see a bunch of eyes and some burning people. What? Possibly connected to the monastery if you look at the description of burning people in the Sinayan forest. In Romania, I grew up on a farm and my grandma and her sister were super religious, but they also believed in folktales. This one folktale said that each year on a specific night in summer, the day of the Cinzian, these mythical forest nymphs would come out and play their instruments together around town. You were never supposed to go outside if you heard music playing because it was their way of drawing people out. My grandma's sister told me the story about a person from their village who was working late on that day and didn't want to go home. As he was working, he heard folk music, and the sounds were getting closer and closer, so he hid in a haystack. He then overheard the sound of a string breaking and a female voice saying, Oh no, my guitar string broke. Then another voice said, Oh, don't worry, maybe that man over there can help. Uh And they apparently took one of his muscles from his leg and used it as a replacement for the string. And since then, that man never walked on that foot ever again. This story used to scare me so much when I was little, and I never knew if they made it up entirely or if it was a tale passed on through generations, but it was super creepy. That is creepy. Yes, it is. The Irish Banshee is a creature that shrieks and wails. You usually hear or see her close to the death of someone in your family. Uh, Marin is a woman born on Friday the 25th of December. She sneaks into your room at night and kills you. Oh. But she has some OCD of sorts, and you can fend her off by leaving a pile of cow hair on your windowsill. She'll have to count them all, which hopefully leaves you with enough time to wake up. Lucen is similar to a werewolf. On Tuesday and Friday nights, he transforms into a horrible dog. The souls he takes never go to the afterlife, and that's why he's so feared. 
Some people think the seventh kid in every family grows to be a Lucin. Huh. Weird. That'd be shitty. If you had a surprise seventh kid. Oh, like, I know. Oh, damn. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> people in my town spoke of deer women. Original story differs, but I was told a woman was killed and buried on top of a deer. She would chase people at night and was known to harass, harass motorcycle riders, even going so far as to jump onto the back and ride along with laughing, while laughing hysterically. There's an old bridge on the outside of town, and she was especially known to haunt the area around it. Holy crap. That's creepy. Duons. The souls of children who have died before they were baptized. They are doomed to roam the earth forever. They are seen playing in forests and near rivers, and they have no faces, and their feet are turned backwards. Ew! They may approach children and lead them astray in the forest until they are lost, or they may come near people's houses at night crying and whimpering. To prevent the duons from calling your children into the forest at dusk, never shout their names in open places, as the duons will take their names, call them, and lure them away. That reminded me of that crying outside of my house yeah Ooh, god yeah i was trying to lure you out yeah oh my gosh duppies duppies are ghosts that roam the earth at night it is said that to keep duppies out of your house you must either sprinkle salt or rice grains all around the house perimeter as the duppy must first count each individual grain before <laughs> entering by which time the sun will have risen and they must then return to the spirit world. What is it with counting stuff? I don't know. Heard. That was in an episode of the X-Files. Really? Their vampire episode. Yeah. Yeah, like the folklore was anything small you threw. Yeah. So he always uh, ate sunflower seeds. Uh-huh. So he threw his bag of sunflower seeds all over the floor and the vampire had to count it. <laughs> before he could do anything that's weird um mama de Lau, maybe a half woman half snake with long flowing hair which she combs constantly her upper upper torso is a naked woman the lower part a large anaconda's tail that is hidden beneath the water Ew. hunters tell stories of coming upon her in the deep forest we have Men who commit crimes against the forest, like burning down trees or putting animals to death or fouling the rivers, could find themselves followed by her for life, both this life and their next. If you wish to escape her, take off your left shoe, turn it upside down, leave it, and go, walking <laughs> backwards until you reach home. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that would suck. Yes. Uh, Papa Bowie, I think, maybe. Papa Bella. Bella. Yeah, that's, um, I've heard of this, like, this guy. I've heard of it, but I don't remember where. I think it was on Scared to Death. Was it? I think so. Uh, he is the lover of Mama DeLau. He lives in the forest, and he is the father of the animals that live there. He is often seen by hunters and other people who live, live near the forest. He gets animals out of snares and treats sick animals. He is an old man who is very hairy, like an animal, and usually is only dressed in a pair of ragged trousers with a bamboo horn hanging from his belt. He can turn himself into the form of a large stag, 
or any other animal as well to be able to observe the hunters unnoticed. He's usually very kind, but can be dangerous when crossed. He might even cast a spell on a bad hunter and turn him into a wild hog. Oh my. Pombero is some kind of elf. He is the guardian of the woods and wild animals. He lives in the countryside and announces his presence whistling. If he is your friend, he can guide you through the woods and help you, but if he's your enemy, he can do all sorts of things to you. He punishes the hunters that kill more animals than necessary by making them disappear forever. I'm not even going to attempt to say these, but <laughs> translated, one means snowman, stone man, and the other one is spearfinger. Okay. Both myths from the Cherokee tribes that were in East Tennessee. Stone man would devour the souls of villages. Village probably meant villagers. Mm. Spearfinger would kill anyone who wandered into the forest alone by stabbing them through the neck with their with her spear-shaped finger and then eat their livers. She would then shapeshift into her victim's likeness to gain access to the village and would then kill the family of her original victim, also eating their livers. Holy shit. I guess I'm going to try to say this one. Roku... Roker Okubi was a woman during the day, but when they would sleep, their neck would stretch to incredible lengths and roam around freely. What? <laughs> drinking either blood or sometimes eating humans. Ew. Uh, their neck? Ugh. That is creepy. Baka Kajiri? I don't know. Or ghost whale. A huge ghost like whale skeleton that is followed by a flock of birds or fish. They appear on rainy nights near the coastal whale villages, scaring and placing a curse on anyone who sees it. Oh no. The curse would bring famine, plague, fire, and all various kinds of disasters to the village that sees it. I was actually going to say that would be cool to see, but never mind. No, we don't. No cursing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, we have enough going on. We don't need yeah, really. famine and... All that shit, too. 2020! <laughs> Jorogumo. In Japanese folklore, this is a magical 400-year-old giant spider that can change its appearance into a beautiful woman. She will seduce young, handsome men, wrap them up in her web, and eat them. Ew. I don't like that. The Drummer Boy. This is from Edinburgh. The story says once the government found a tunnel that was too small for a fully grown man to go down, so they sent a boy with drums and told him to walk down the tunnel and keep drumming. They followed the sound of the drums, and at one point it stopped. The boy never returned. Oh. Some people say if they say if you stand in the right place, you can still hear drums. Poor kid, what the fuck? Yeah, really. In Australia, they have the Yowie which is like the Australian Sasquatch, mm -hmm. and the Bunyip, an aquatic dog-like creature that drags children and women to their watery graves. <laughs> Why is it just women and children? What um, the fuck? Maybe it's a coward dog thing. Maybe, I don't know. Preys on things that aren't as strong as... Hmm. I don't know. Lauder with his chains... Oh. is a BDSM enthusiast oh. who follows you when you're all alone at night, uh, rattling his chains to scare you and being a general dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a night downtown to me. Mm, yeah. 
That's true. <laughs> this is a Mongolian myth. My grandma told me this when we were on the at the countryside, where there's very little human interaction. She told me that after it's dark, or you go outside alone while herding, while herding, and if you go far enough to not see the chimney of the yurt you're living at, a ghost or a spirit comes, makes you faint, and have a seizure. The way you know the ghost is near is when an animal of your herd starts to have a seizure, seizure and their mouth bubbles up. Oh, God. If you're fast enough and see the chimney of your yurt, you may be able to avoid the spirit, but most likely, by the time you realize what's going on, you're goners. I don't remember if you die by the end of it or is just left there. Even so, it was pretty creep. It was a pretty creepy story when she told me about it, especially when it was after sunset. <laughs> I'm half Polish, so one thing I've heard of is the Rzatka, the water nymph, a woman who was killed before marriage. And if it's an unfair death, or if no one avenges her, she will stay on the earth as a Rzatka who lures men and kills them by doing a dance or a tickling motion. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. (laughs) La Diablis. She has a face resembling that of a corpse, but hides it under a wide, wide wide-brimmed hat and a veil over her face. One of her feet is a crow's hoof, or... One of her feet is a cow's hoof, which she tries to hide under her long white skirt. She turns up at village gatherings, where she is immediately disliked by the women present, but she utterly charms the men and then asks one of them to take her home. He follows her totally under her spell. She leads him deep into the woods, and then suddenly she disappears. Unable to find his way home, he stumbles around in the dark until he either falls into a ravine a ravine or a river to his death. If you feel you may encounter a la diables on your way home, take off all your clothes, turn them inside out, and put them on again. What? I what? don't know. What is that going to do? <laughs> Does that mean she won't ask you to take her home because you look like a moron? I don't know. Small town in upstate New York. There used to be a train station there, back when people actually took passenger trains anywhere in rural areas. Fairly fairly well-off guy, well-known in town, comes racing into the station right before midnight. Seconds later, a huge, old-fashioned, jet-black train with nobody aboard, I mean nobody, rolls into the station. No schedule shows a train arriving for another hour, but there it is. Guy runs through the booth and jumps onto the train. Train rolls off into the night. Holy shit. What was that? Oh, nobody ever saw him again. That is... I love it when, like, movies or TV shows... I just watched the first... I think it's called Strain... Oh, yeah. It's on FX. It's, like, old. Yeah. But I just watched the first one, and this plane shows up, and everyone is dead on it. Oh. I, I, like, it's so creepy, because it's, yeah. like, a mystery, you know? I love that. Speaking of shows, did you ever watch The Haunting of Hill House? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just watched it. I told you to watch that, like, I, a year ago! <laughs> I, I must... I think I have to be in the mood. 
Oh. And when I tried to watch Wasn't it the first it time. Oh my gosh. I told you. That's there was good. one part that scared me. Where was it when they were in the car? Yes. Oh my god. I like screamed. I didn't scream. <laughs> Usually things don't scare me. Yeah, that. But I jumped. I that literally one. remember that part yeah. because it scared the you shit. You were not expecting it no. at all. <laughs> no, it's I told I told I you. I know. I know. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah, it is so good. Are they doing a second season? I think so. I don't, it's not out yet, but I think No, so. but man, that was good. Yeah, it was good. The Pied Piper of Hamelin. During the 13th century, the city of Hamelin suffered from a great rat plague. The people of Hamelin were out of their wits. One day, though, a stranger in colorful clothes appeared and promised to rid them of the rats for an appropriate payment. The citizens agreed and promised him a generous reward if he succeeded. The stranger was a skillful piper and played a melody on his flute that made the rats and mice of the city gather around him. Enchanted by his music, they followed him when he stepped into a nearby river where they drowned. The piper had fulfilled his promise, but the people of Hamelin denied him his reward. The stranger left angrily and without payment. Sometime later, though, he returned and played his flute once more. This time, it were the children of Hamelin that fell under his tuned spell. He led them out of the town and into a cave under a mountain. Only two of the children returned, one blind, one mute, unable to tell where they had been. None of the other children were ever seen again. Holy shit, that's creepy. Well, they shouldn't have been rude in the first place. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> they get what they deserve, damn it. <laughs> well, the kids didn't, but... <laughs> Don't look up trees when you're out walking at night. A virgin ghost will that will suck the life out of you sits up there waiting for you to look up. Oh, that's creepy. When a person is asleep, their soul leaves their body. If you paint or draw on a sleeping person's face, their soul will not recognize them and be unable to jump back into its body. Oh. So you can't draw penises on people's face when they no. fall asleep at parties? No. Well, that sucks. That's funny. <laughs> tick tick or whack whack, a kind of oswang, its prominent feature is that it tricks its prey through its sounds. When you hear tick, tick, tick loudly, they are far away. When you hear it quietly, they are near. Ooh, that's creepy. Yes. Maria Lo Labo. She was once a hard-working OFW. I don't know what that means. And a mother of three children. She became an Oswang from someone overseas. And came back to her home where she supposedly cooked her three children and fed it to her husband. Oh! Of course, her husband finds out and he slashes her face with a labo or some kind of machete. That's where she gets her name. She escapes and run off, runs off into the wilderness hunting children. Holy shit! That's scary. I wonder what OFW means. I don't know. Hardworking OFW old fucking woman <laughs> I, I don't think old that's fat it. woman maybe old I don't know I don't know the Icelandic Yule lads 
basically a bunch of elvish demons that raid your house during the night of Christmas Eve. Basically a bunch of bearded dwarves. The first one is... Stick is sleepy? Stick a... No. <laughs> stick a jaster. I don't know. Who harasses and kills your sheep. Oh, this is not the seven dwarves. No. Okay. Jill... Giljarger steals your milk and tips your cows. What? what? <laughs> Stufer destroys your kitchen and steals dirty pans to eat the crust off them. Oh, hell no. That's gross. Yeah. I'll destroy my kitchen. Spoon licker <laughs> licks your spoons and is malnourished. Uh. Pot a sleeker steals your pots and also licks them. <laughs> Ask a sleeker hides under your bed and steals bowls you leave in your room to lick them. Her uh, skeller slams your doors loudly while you're sleeping. And licks them? No. <laughs> Skurgamer <laughs> steals your yogurt. And licks it? <laughs> Probably. What? <laughs> Jignikiker sausage, sausage Swiper hides in your oven and steals sausages that you cook. Glugagogger stalks you through your windows and steals things from you when he catches you sleeping. I hate these people. They suck. Ketkoker has a hook for a hand and uses it to steal your meat. Kurtasnicker <laughs> stalks children to steal and eat their candles. What? Gorilla is the mother of these demons that abducts and eats children that misbehave. And of course, doorway sniffer. <laughs> of course. Gada, gada beefer who has an abnormally large nose to fucking snip off <laughs> who has an abnormally large nose to fucking sniff your doorways he also steals bread okay <laughs> that was super weird that was hard <laughs> I know I didn't say any of those names right they were fun to listen to okay um, in, the Nor in the Netherlands we have this folklore called the Buck Riders these buck riders were ghosts or demonic creatures riding the sky on the back of a buck. It was said that once a year they gathered at the Mookerheed, heather fields in the south of the Netherlands, to meet their master, the demon. It dates back to the 18th century when groups of thieves and bandits actually used the folklore to get people scared like crazy. They plundered and raided under the name of the buck riders. The Nehul, ancient creatures that predate the ancient cultures around here, that walk to this day, skilled sorcerers that can transform into animals and attack people, steal babies, eat kids, and of course, curse you. Oh, of course. There is a Hamongo story about an old couple where the old woman thought that her husband was stroking her hair at night. Nope. It was a weird-ass creature with crazy long arms that was reaching through their window at <gasps> night 
They never saw the whole creature, just the long ass arms reaching through the window and stretching way off into the forest. Oh my god. That's why you shouldn't put your head the head of your bed near the window. Oh my gosh, that is creepy. <laughs> Thank God I moved my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Tokolosh. Sure. In the southern Africa. The creature itself didn't scare me, but seeing how genuinely fearful grown men in villages got it at even the suggestion of the creature was terrifying. The culture of witch doctors and rituals was very, very, very strong and real to many people. I once saw had a school teacher <laughs> run out of class screaming bloody murder, never came back to school after some kids joked about cursing her with one. Seeing people grow up in small villages without internet, it's easy to see how things spread. <laughs> and along with no modern medicine or doctors, deaths often come with more spooky causes such as witches or demons rather than an explained disease. Some rash forming, probably a demon possessing you rather than the fact that you got an infection from a spider bite. Huh. Ooh, that would suck to live in a oh, place like that. Yeah, it would. White lady... This is a ghost woman that appears in haunted houses and beside roads, acting as a hitchhiker. She's called the White Lady because she wears white cloth during her apparitions. The most popular version of the White Lady is the one from Belit Drive. Tianak? Tianak? It's a baby demon that disguises itself as a lost baby in the forest. When a traveler notices said baby and attempts to rescue it, It'll go back into a baby demon and kill the traveler. That is evil. Yes, it is. In Oxfordshire, there's a fairly obscure creature of legend called the Boneless. Ooh. It's purported to be sort of protoplasmic blob that ambushes and suffocates travelers on lonely paths. Ooh, I think that's like just as creepy as, you know, things with bones. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's a big blob coming at Ugh. you. Oh, that's creepy. The name is scarier than anything. What was that again? The boneless. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. The babé. Parents tell their children that the babé is waiting under their beds. When a child gets out of its bed when it's actually when it actually should be sleeping, the babé takes it away from its parents. It's never said how the babé looks so that the children can imagine something they think is really scary. And they will wet the bed for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's... Don't do that. Yeah, no. The Cursed Monastery of Creek. This one is interesting because it's half historical fact. In the middle of the Norfolk Broads, Broads there's a ruined monastery... It was originally built by a relative of William the Conqueror in order to atone for the people he'd killed in the bloody Norman conquest of England. However, some years later, the monastery was destroyed during a heavy storm. It had been ravaged by fires, purportedly being struck by lightning. None of the monks survived, having had the misfortune to be fast asleep when the blaze took hold. Normally, it would be horribly traumatizing for the local community to lose their connections to God like that. However, in the wake of the fire, strange rumors were chronicled among the locals of the nearby village that far from being men of God, the monks had been practicing heretical... Did I say that right? I don't know. Heretical? 
<laughs> satanic rituals, many of the locals even came to believe the monastery had been cursed by God. Much late, much later, under the patronage of a king and against the protests of the locals, the monastery was rebuilt and the ground reconsecrated. But after the rebuilding was complete, the Black Death came to the area and claimed the lives of the monks living there along with many of the locals. So it was abandoned to lapse into ruin once again. Even now, visitors who make their way along the winding tracks to the monastery report a chilling sense of foreboding when standing among the shadowed ruins. <laughs> La Llorona? If you're Mexican, you know her story. If you're not, let me tell you. La Llorona was a woman from Mexico who had given birth to twins, but the father left them, so that meant she had to take care of them herself. But she couldn't handle their crying, so she drowned them in a river somewhere. She didn't mean to kill him, but it was too late. They were dead. Later on, she killed herself, and people were saying that you could hear her in the streets calling. I can't. That's Spanish. And she was yelling something and crying loudly. Most parents use it as a lesson to listen to them, or she will kill you. Yeah, I've definitely heard about that. Oh, yeah. everyone's. I think everyone's learned of yeah. or knew of her. La Lechuza? A harpy who tries to lure you outside of your home by imitating the cry of an infant and scratching your home's exterior. My great-grandmother told us how she evaded one a long time ago while her husband was away gambling. They lived in rural country land, and as she tried to coax her baby to sleep, she continued to hear scratches along the rooftops and windows. She put out her lights, and her baby began to cry, but she did her best to keep her quiet. They found deep gashes on the side of her home the next night. Oh, that's creepy. Nukalavi. Like a centaur, except the human part sits where the rider sits, on the horse. Huh. And it is skinless with a large mouth and long arms. Ew. That does not sound good. No. The rolling calf. It's the ghost of a dead cow slash a bull that tends to go after butchers, but will fuck up anyone that comes across. it comes across late at night. Huh. The Rougarou. Basically a Cajun swamp werewolf. Some stories include the classic that it will eat disobedient children, but also that it will kill Catholics who don't follow the rules of Lent. Oh, <laughs> that's very specific. Alrighty. <laughs> the Balan Balan or Penangal. A floating head with its organs still intact, guts, heart, etc. Usually female. It is believed to be a creature of witchcraft practiced by people for various reasons. It is said that at night the person's head will separate from their body to search for blood. Pregnant women and young children especially. If you see flying blue orbs or flying light in the middle of the night, you should go inside the house as fast as possible. Creepy. That's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> Here, okay, this is in Spain. It's the Santa Campania Holy Company, a procession of tortured souls that roam the roads at night, clad in hooded white robes, and led by a trapped living person carrying a heavy cross. They are never going in your direction, but you'll meet them at a crossroad. If you are ever to cross paths with them, with them the living lead will pass on the cross to you, transferring the curse and switching places with you. 
There are many legends on what to do to avoid such fate, but only two are consistent anywhere you ask. The first, to draw a circle on the ground with a branch of holly and stand inside it, looking away. The second, to stand on the steps of a calvary, a holy cross built in crossroads, and when the curse tries to hand you the cross, replay with, I already have my own, touching the crucero. Crucero, I don't know. That's why in any old crossroad in Spain, there's a crucero. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sounds right to me. I know of some older people who swear on their lives to have met the Santa Campania coming back home late at night and to be saved by the Cruchera. So who knows? Huh. I don't, I can't even attempt that one. (laughs) A queen once noticed that blood of one of her female servants made her skin look younger and she would slaughter her young female servants and bathe in their blood. That's a... Isn't that a bathory? I think so. I think so. I don't know. That's all I got, though. Okay. That was very interesting. I liked it. Yeah, it was very hard to read that. (laughs) Okay, I did um, babysitters who had jobs that felt a little off. Oh, no. I got these from Ranker, and it's an article by Sarah Blumert. First one, a family member of mine was a babysitter in the 70s. A couple that lived nearby asked her to babysit their baby a few times. I didn't get the sense that she knew them well. Every time she'd go, they said the baby was sleeping and not to disturb him or her by checking on it. The baby never cried. The parents would come home and relieve her. She never saw or heard a baby. At the time, I don't think my family member thought much of it, but she told me that this story several times because it keeps nagging at her how could a baby be asleep for the entire time she was there every time no noises nothing today she thinks there must not have been a baby at all but has no idea why they'd hired her hmm creepy that's very creepy. i wonder if it was like a baby doll well, I was thinking treated? they had like a baby and it died and they're crazy and they think it's still alive. Maybe. You yeah. never know. That's creepy. Yeah. Next one. There was this weird babysitting job that I had once in the 70s. I got a call from a woman who said she got my number from a friend. I couldn't remember who though. She was she sent a taxi to pick me up and I still remember feeling kind of freaked out. Like this is very sketchy. The taxi pulled up at a very old apartment building. For some reason, it totally reminded me of the building from Rosemary's Baby. There were two women there. The place was one giant room with a kitchen and a bathroom off of it. The lights were dim, and the room seemed to be full of beds. But all of the beds were on angles or pushed together, and there were tons of bedding and clothes all over the place. Whoever I spoke with on the phone told me that there was one seven-year-old boy but I could clearly see that there were at least five kids aged about a year up to maybe five. No boy who looked anything even close to seven. All the kids had longish hair and looked really neglected. The woman didn't say much, but except that they'd be back around 11. It was only 6 p.m. when I in the evening and all the kids were already asleep and stayed asleep except for one toddler who woke up kind of whining and crying crying for a minute or two. I couldn't really tell how many kids there were. 
There was no food in the fridge, no milk, no nothing. Nothing in the cupboards, and there was no TV, which was a real hardship for me. And there was only one book. After an hour or so, hour or so, I could hear the noise in a noise in the kitchen. It literally sounded like a man making demon noises through the kitchen sink drain. Totally scared the shit out of me. Thirteen-year-old me was certain that these women hired me to stay there, and then had then had someone try to scare me. This was Victoria, British Columbia, during a time when everyone was talking about satanic church being a big thing, and I was sure that these women and the demonic sink talker were (laughs) Satanists and that I was going to get slain that night. Oh, and did I mention there was no phone? The women came back promptly at 11. They paid me a little bit more than what they had said they would, which was fair since there were more kids than I was told. Altogether, it was a really freaky night. I was blown away by the fact that the kids were asleep and stayed asleep. Did they give them something? They sent me home in a cab, and I was scared for weeks that they were going to show up and take me or ask me to babysit again. And I was never able to find out how they got my number. That is weird. That is weird. <clears throat> that wouldn't fly now. Oh, hell no. And, well, have you noticed two of them were like, it was in the 70s? So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. I was a nanny for a young boy with additional needs. Let's call the parents John and Lisa. John worked for Lisa's parents as they owned a painting company. This company had the family surname as its name. One day I noticed John was home from work early in the painting van, but it had his surname as the company name on the van, not Lisa's parents' surname. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, a funny coincidence that he and Lisa had the same surname, and I pointed this out. He froze up and looked a little awkward, looked a little awkward, and said, oh, that's because Lisa and I are first cousins. Ew! They shared the same paternal grandparents and therefore had the same surname. They had been together since they were young teenagers. I'm not actually sure if this was legal or not, but it's certainly frowned upon. Ew! (laughs) Yeah, no. That's gross. Yeah, no. Next one. One family. I still don't know what was up with them. It's like they were squatting in a a model home or something. It was fully furnished, a fully furnished house that looked like it was straight out of a Better Homes and Gardens magazine, but there was nothing in the drawers, fridge, or cabinets. No toiletries in the bathroom except for toilet paper. No food or silverware in the kitchen. No clothes in the closets and no kid or in the kids' drawers and no toys. The lady just told me to order food for the kids and they watched TV. It was weird. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. Next one, I babysat a lot when I was 13 to 15. At the time I lived in a small town, I was a very popular babysitter as I also worked in a daycare center. Often I would have kids from three two or three different families at once. I didn't care. I got triple the pay for having three different groups of kids. I was recently told why I always had groups of kids like that. Turns out the small town had a swingers club and I was the go-to babysitter for their different groups. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That would be so crazy to find out like years later, be like, that's where their parents were going. Oh my gosh. Next one, I was babysitting for a local family who owned car dealerships. 
I answered the phone, and it was the father who didn't know his wife had hired a babysitter so she could go to an appointment. He started in with the stupidest, sexiest voice until he realized it wasn't his wife. Then he hung up. <laughs> Later, he was caught cheating. Hmm. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. <laughs> um, next one, I babysat for a local policeman when I was a teenager. He always came home very drunk and in a weird mood. And one time, he brought out a homemade Ouija board and persuaded me to take part with his buddies. He always paid me really well. That would be crazy. Next one, I used to babysit for my next door neighbor who had an eight-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy. I was 13 when I started babysitting for them, and I knew off the bat these kids were an interesting duo, to say the least. We all went to school together, so when we got off the bus, we'd walk to their apartment, and I'd watch them, make sure they got homework done, and made them a snack for the day. One day, we had a half day at school, and I think the mom forgot, because when we walked into the apartment, I heard one of the doors shut. At the time, we thought it was an intruder, so I grabbed the five-year-old's baseball bat, told them to stay in the room, and I'd do some investigating. I opened the bathroom door, and there was the mom, half-dressed, with a guy that wasn't her husband. She gave me all the money in her wallet and her business card, she was a photographer, and told me to never speak of it again. I caught her cheating and made out with $400 and a $650 photo shoot package. I babysat for them about three more months until they moved away. (laughs) Next one. I used to babysit when I was around 13 or 14. My neighbors had three kids, ages 4, 7, and 11. The house was really nice, always clean and tidy. One time they asked me to babysit for a couple hours. They'd pay me $6 an hour. When I got there, they made the kids shake my hand and say thank you for babysitting us. I thought it was weird, but it was whatever. The parents left, and the kids wanted those dinosaur chicken nuggets, so I made them some. As they were eating, the seven-year-old asked for a toy and said it was her parents in her parents' dresser. I didn't want to snoop around, but if she wanted the toy, I'd offered to get it for her. I went to the parents' room and found the dresser, opened the first drawer, and All I see are stacks of cash. Okay. Weird, but not my business. I went back to ask the girl what dresser drawer it was in. She goes over and literally points to the second drawer and says, Oh, don't open that one. It has bags of sugar in it. That's what I hear mommy say. She grabs her toy from the fourth drawer and runs off. I did take a peek in the drawer, and sure enough, under the socks were bags of Coke. Hmm. I was shocked, but I didn't say anything. I put everything back where it was and left the room. When her parents got back, I took the cash and left. Never babysat there again. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Yep. Never know what people are into. Next one. I was a live-in nanny for a local pediatrician's family, and I stayed with them for around six months. The dad moved overseas before his family to make sure everything was settled when they came. So basically, I was the second parent in the home while he was gone. During that time, I grew incredibly close to the mom in a love-hate way. She opened up about how she was having an, an emotional affair <laughs> an emotional affair with a mutual friend of hers and her husband's. She would show me the conversation, countless you're-all-I-wanted types of messages. I remember asking her how she can do this while, ha- while loving her husband, and she replied, I don't love him. 
In hindsight, I was going through my own relationship drama, so it seemed like a toxic bonding moment. My rose-colored glasses fell off when she admitted she flew across the country to go to a resort with him, all the while telling her husband she was on a work trip. Mm-hmm. Now, don't tell the babysitter about yeah. your shit, man. Okay. Next one. I started babysitting when I was 13. I loved the job so much, especially the first family I ever babysat for. It was a nice, seemingly average average family with two well-behaved girls and a baby boy. The parents went out a lot, and I thought nothing of it, as they always said they went out on dates, and I went with it because who wouldn't? One Friday night, the kids passed out early, around 7.30 or so. The parents said they left me $15 for takeout if I wanted it, but slight problem, I didn't know where it was, so I went on an adventure down to their room to check the nightstands. I walked into the master bedroom and noticed the room was much messier than any of the other place in any other place in the home. Even the kids' rooms were cleaner than the parents' room. There were bags, boxes, and an assortment of miscellaneous items. Something that seemed off to me was a number of expensive items. This family wasn't poor, but they weren't rich either, so when I saw tons of jewelry that seemed strikingly expensive, it was kind of off-putting. Skip to about four or five months later, I found out that the family found out the information of other families I had worked for. They legit followed me places, mind you I was 14 at the time, and they followed me to homes of other families and figured out the names and ages of all the adults and children, then they stole from them. They gained the trust of other families I worked for and got them to invite them over for dinner or something. The father was apprehended, the mother was put on probation, and the kids were taken away for a while. I moved out of state, so I never got to know what happened to those families or the kids of that family. So, yeah, they stole from everybody. That's nice. Yeah. And my last one. In the early 90s, I used to watch the kids across the street. They were like six and nine. Sometimes the parents would go out together for the evening. Sometimes the mom would go out and the dad would call asking if I could watch them because he had work or a golf game. At some point, the kids went to bed and I figured this guy seems like the kind of person who would have some adult entertainment. So I started snooping. Eventually, I found some magazines hidden under one of his drawers. Nothing too weird, but this was before I had the internet. Then I noticed something else. There used to be these weekly newspapers that you could pick up for 50 cents that mostly had ads for strip clubs and 900 numbers, but also classified ads for escorts. He had one of these, but with lots of numbers circled. This sort of blew my mind as a pretty religious young teen. Then I noticed a manila envelope under that. Inside was a proverbial binder of women. Basically, 20 full bios of different win- <laughs> different women with pictures, the things they will do or won't do, and prices. I had no idea this is how things happen, or who would be so organized in providing options. <laughs> <laughs> Those were mine. Kind of went in a different direction this week. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find any scary stories. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! I just did true funny stories. Alright. A woman from our office brought in her new bundle of joy along with her seven-year-old son. 
Everyone gathered around the baby, and the little boy asked, Mommy, can I have some money to buy a soda? What do you say, she said. He replied, You're thin and beautiful. <laughs> the woman reached into her purse and gave her son the money. <laughs> now that's how you train them. <laughs> yeah, forget please and thank you. Yeah. Like that. When a nun collapsed in the sales representative's office at our timeshare resort, the rep ran to the front desk manager. Two nuns walked into the sales office and one of them fainted, she yelled breathlessly. Unfazed, the manager just looked at her. Well, said the rep, aren't you going to do anything? He, re- he replied, I'm waiting for the punchline. That's, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that sounds like a joke. <laughs> Although desperate for work, I passed on a job that I'd found on an unemployment website. It was for a wastewater plant operator. Among the job requirements, must be able to swim. What? It's for a wastewater plant operator. No! (laughs) No! Who in there? No. That is horrible. No, that's horrible. My first job was wrapping hams at a meatpacking plant. One day I was heading out the main gate right behind a woman who was rather rotund. Or so I thought. Just as she passed the guard shack, a ham dropped from her skirt. Before the guard could react, she wheeled around shouting, All right, who threw the ham? While I was shopping in a pharmacy, a couple of teenagers came in. They were dressed in leather, chains, and safety pins. The boy had blue and purple spiked hair, and the girl's hair was bright yellow. Suddenly, the boy picked up a pair of sunglasses and tried them on. What do you think? He asked his girlfriend. Take them off, she howled. They make you look ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. It had to have been the 90s, right? I don't, probably. Yeah. That is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) My brother Jim was hired by a government agency and assigned to a small office cubicle in a large area. At the end of his first day, he realized he had no idea how to get out. He wandered around, lost in the maze of cubicles and corridors. Just as panic began to set in, he came upon another employee in a cubicle. How do you get out of here, he asked. The fellow smiled and said, no cheese for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so depressing. <laughs> I am five feet, three inches tall and pl- pleasingly plump. After I had a minor accident, my mother accompanied me to the emergency room. The triage nurse the triage nurse asked for my height and weight and I blurted out five foot eight and 125 pounds. Sweetheart, my mother gently chided, this is not the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anytime companies merge, employees worry about layoffs. When the company I worked for was bought, I was no exception. My fears seemed justified when a photo of the newly merged staff appeared on the company's website with the following words underneath, updated daily. Oh, Oh, that's That's not good. (laughs) Our first day at a resort, my wife and I decided to hit the beach. When I went back to our room to get something to drink, one of the hotel maids was making our bed. I grabbed my cooler and was on my way out when I paused and asked, can we drink beer on the beach? 
Sure, she, she said, but I have to finish the rest of the rooms first. <laughs> <laughs> My friend John and I, determined to see the world, signed on to a Norwegian freighter as deckhands. We were being trained as helmsmen, and John's first lesson was given by the mate, a seasoned but gentle, white-haired seafarer. John was holding the heading he had been given when the mate ordered, Come starboard. Pleased at knowing which way starboard was, John left the helm and walked over to his instructor. As the helm swung freely, the mate politely asked, Can you bring the ship with you? (laughs) (laughs) Sitting in coach during a lengthy, lengthy... Oh my god... You talk like me now. I know. (laughs) Sitting in coach during a lengthy flight, my wife and I heard a flight attendant ask the high-paying passengers in first class, would you care for Chardonnay or Burgundy? A few minutes later, the curtains between the two sections parted, and the attendant wheeled the wine cart back to our aisle. Excuse me, he said, looking down at us. Would you care for a glass of wine? We have white and red. (laughs) Rude. Don't talk fancy to the people in the back. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Hey, we may not be able to understand it, but we still want to hear it. (laughs) We like fancy words. (laughs) When Dad's satellite dish conked out, I found him on the phone with the help desk. The TV set was pulled away from the wall, and he was staring at the mess of tangled wires spilling out the back of it. He looked absolutely overwhelmed. Tell you what I'm going to do, Dad said to the technician. I'm going to hang up now, go to college for a couple of years, and then call you back. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it feels. Oh, I know. My 50-something friend Nancy and I decided to introduce her mother to the magic of the internet. Our first move was to access the popular Ask Jeeves site. Oh my! And God. we told her it could answer any questions she had. Nancy's mother was very skeptical until Nancy said, It's true, Mom. Think of something to ask it. As I sat with my fingers poised over the keyboard, Nancy's mother thought for a minute, then responded, how is Aunt Helen feeling? Yeah, you've done that before. (laughs) That's great. A pastor I know has a standard liturgy for funerals. Did I say that right? I don't know. What is it? Liturgy. L-I-T-U-R-G-Y. Sure. To personalize each service, he uses the find and replace command on his computer to replace the name of the deceased from the previous funeral with the name of the deceased for the upcoming one. Recently, he had to replace the name Mary with Edna. The next morning, the funeral was going smoothly until the congregation intoned the Apostles' Creed. Jesus Christ, they read from the pre-printed program, born of the Virgin Edna. Um, that didn't work very well, did it? That's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) I feel inadequate when talking with a mechanic, so when my vehicle started making a strange noise, I sought help from a friend. A car nut, he told me how to explain the difficulty when I took it in for repair. At the shop, I proudly recited, the timing is off and there are premature detonations which may damage the valves. As I smugly glanced over the mechanic's shoulder, I saw him write on his clipboard. Lady says it makes a funny noise. 
My friend was flabbergasted. She'd read that in a recent survey, our home state of California was ranked 47 in a list of the nation's smartest states. Can you believe that, she fumed? We're 47 out of 52. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Strolling through town, I saw a road worker printing a sign that read, Raised Manhole Ahead. I pointed out that there were more than, there were more like 10 raised manholes. The sign, he assured me, would be changed. Later, later that day, the sign was corrected. It now read, Raised Manhole Ahead. What? Since I was a new patient, I had to fill out information, an information form for the doctor's files. The nurse re- reading it over noticed my unusual name. How do you pronounce it, she asked. Nali Yoko. Nali Yoko. I said proudly of my Ukrainian heritage. That sounds real nice, she said, smiling. Yes, it is melodious, I agree. So she asked sweetly, what part of Melodia is your family from? Oh my god. Melodia. <laughs> what part of Melodia? <laughs> this person's a nurse? Yeah. That's scary. That was very scary. Was that all? That's all I got. Oh, okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can look us up on Facebook and like the page and join the group. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. That really helps us. We really need more listeners so we can get more stories. Which, by the way, send in your stories. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye. I want to make sure I don't sound like a robot. Yeah, that does not sound good. We also had a couple of tiny little snippets where we lost the sound. Really? And it didn't like notify me that there were dropped off spaces hmm and we talked forever last week about nothing (laughs) nothing and i listened to that again and i was like shut up (laughs) was it at the very beginning or the during the show i cut it all out it was during the actual show? No. Oh. It was when we were talking in the in the beginning. We, oh. we were like, mm, yeah, so I did laundry this week. <laughs> I well, like, I noticed that the first, the, the very beginning, that was funny. Yeah. But then the end, it was like, why did she put that in there? I know. I was, there was, for some reason, I wanted something in there. I don't even remember what now. But I wanted something in there from what we talked about. But it wouldn't have made sense if I would have just put that part in it. So I had to put in a bunch of shit that was really super boring. And that's why I put it at the end. So uh, if someone was like, um, okay, bye. Like, they could just turn it off. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I seriously edited out like 30 minutes of us being like, yeah, laundry. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, it's why because is- you need what you need to do is start turning it on right when you get in. Well, because that's when we do our most of our talking. Well, last week, and we've had, at least me, I know, and I'm pretty sure you too, the last at least three or four weeks, I have been 
dealing with sinus oh, issues. Yeah. yeah. So I have been like completely drained and mm-hmm. I think that was what our both of our issues were like we when you first cuz we were in a different place. Yeah. Uh we had just dealt with uh, lunatic dogs. Yeah. Children running around everywhere <laughs> and we were like oh my god by the time this actually started so and then being drained from my sinus crap I, I started talking about nothing for a long time and we recorded it <laughs> well so yeah I had to listen to that <laughs> but <clears throat> I still think you should start it at the very beginning because that's when we're like, blah, 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 blah. well, and a lot of time, a lot of times that's more personal stuff that I don't want to put on the podcast. Well, yeah. So that's why I. But you d- can delete that out. Yeah, but yeah, the freaking. <laughs> that's what I get to listen to all night. That uh, that sounds a lot like Joel. Oh gosh. Just laughing so irritating it's like he starts doing he starts doing that kind of thing and it's so fucking annoying <laughs> and it's like what are the people on the other end thinking you know it's like oh my god 100% they're doing it too probably 100% kids are fucking weird <laughs> that girl told me she loved me <laughs> same age <laughs> They are, kids are fucking weird. And you know, I really sound, we haven't had an old lady rant in a while. So I, I never in my life thought I would look at children this way, (laughs) but they are fucking weird. Yes, they are. And you know, I am, I am weird. I try and make my kids laugh. That's why I'm weird. But man, they're weird in a totally different way. They're weird. But it's just a whole new generation, and I, I really wonder if this is how our parents looked at us. Like, if we were, like, aliens. They're, they're aliens. Whatever they, I don't understand anything <laughs> that they say or they do. They're very weird. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we were weird, too. Mm-hmm. But that's something that we will never know, because literally the world that our children have grown up in is not the world that we oh, grew no. up in at not even all. close at all and any generation before that doesn't understand what we're mm-hmm. going through because it's so different in the last what 20 years i'll mm-hmm. say that you know we grew up in a completely different world even i'll say even 10 years we're about 13. I guess it started with smartphones, yeah. I think. And that came out, what, 2007 was the first smartphone? I have no idea. So, yeah, it's just such a completely different world, completely different environment, school. I mean, it's just so weird. What the fuck is that? It's my air conditioner. It's draining the water out. Oh. I think so. It's holding on by a thread. Mine is, it sounds like maybe there's a fan in there. Mm-hmm. And when it, like when it slows down, it starts hitting something. Oh. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. I had some trouble with it this week. I had to keep, it would just run and run and run. It would not stop. Hmm. So I had, I had to shut it all off. 
wait a little bit and then turn it back on mm. then it would run good for a while and then it would start doing it again it's like that's what i've been doing all week sounds like me and my tv <laughs> but then i was looking at stuff today like i wanted i wanted scary stories and i just couldn't find anything else so i ended up just doing what i had originally planned but they're not really scary hmm. it's just the, my first stories are scary instead of funny, oh, okay. though. So, well, they're creepy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say scary, but I don't even remember what I did. And I just did mine yesterday. Well, I did. Well, I did my my first ones on Tuesday, and then I saved my the ones that I thought I might do, mm-hmm. and I printed those out today. Because, like I said, I tried to look for other things to talk about, but it was all either like hospital like hospital personnel and you've been doing that so i was like i don't want to do that or i don't know i did creepy stories from different cultures oh my gosh i literally did you get the from thought catalog yeah i was gonna do that i'm so <laughs> glad i didn't oh my gosh wouldn't that be funny no that would suck <laughs> we'd have a half an episode be like okay you read one and then i'll read one <laughs> That's funny, though. I looked at that. I was like, meh. (laughs) I've been looking at it, like, for the last probably three weeks. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'll just go ahead and do it. That's good. Because it's, there's a lot of words in here I don't know. Well, what's new with our podcast? Yeah, but this is a lot. Well, just do it. Just make some noise and just move on. Because (laughs) that's what I do. Because I have no clue. You can go ahead and start. I got two dogs in my house that are unattended right now, so I'm kind of nervous. Oh, God. I hope I don't have to clean up shit when I get home. I had to. Okay, so I put up the gate, so now Leia can't get yeah. back there at all. Yeah. Because we have to leave our doors shut, or she'll poop or pee on the carpet or whatever. Really? So yeah. she's like, that's a thing now? It's not every day or anything. Yeah, but, but more so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she wants. She's trying to mark her territory or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I put the gate up. Next day, I go, I go to work. Come home. There's poop on this rug. Oh. I'm like what? <laughs> that was the only time though, so far. We actually left chunks in the garage a couple times, and he didn't do anything. So I was like, eh, he's good, I think. And last time we kept him in the house, he didn't do anything. Well, that's good. Yeah. That was a long process. Oh my gosh, you're telling me. And I really don't think that it would have ended if we didn't get Binks. Mm-hmm. I think Binks just helped him so much. Keeps him occupied and... Something. He, it, it's another living... Possibly. ...thing yeah. in his... So he's not alone. Yeah. Possibly. That could be. That could be it. It could be like him being like, well... I don't want to do this if he's not going to do this because mm-hmm. Binks doesn't do that. Yeah. I'm more worried about Binks chewing things up. He uh, does that every now and then. Yeah. But it's been more so lately for some reason. So I've had to actually pick up dirty clothes off my floor. Oh my What the fuck? What the <laughs> hell? Why would you want to do that? Well, if I don't, they get eaten. <laughs> I had dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, mine get peed on, so. Oh, gosh. Why do we have these animals? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, they're lovely, though, when they're not assholes. <laughs> you ready to start? Yeah. Okay.